This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining in on the Sue Freeze Show. I'm so thankful and humbled to be here again today. And, you know, a new thing has happened to where there's different stations and uh, different places where this show, you know, like even on podcast, I'm really, the Lord's just revealing to me that the people that are now uh, being here, being able to hear this show. And I just have to say that a new dilemma has um, brought itself to my my brain because not everybody is in the same place. We are not the same. We are very unique. And God created us that way. And also, we are all on our own journey in our lives. We are not all experiencing the same things at the same time. And that's okay. And it's our journey with our Heavenly Father. On the radio, it's uh, interesting because people can turn on halfway through the show or 10 minutes before it closes, and they're going to get a different perspective or maybe uh, you know, hear something different than what was intended. And I have to put that in the Lord's hands because, you know, um, I, I just pray that God um, has you tune in and you hear with your ears what he wants you to hear. And uh, I'm not here to tell you how to do, what to do, any of that. My job is to um, share my message and share God's message with you and to let you know from my experience, okay, he uses people and we're not perfect. He uses unperfect people to tell a story, to embrace, to encourage, to inspire. And that's what I'm called to do. I'm not an expert. I am I'm a person who's experienced quite a few things. Uh, I have a new assistant. Her name is Cynthia, and she's going through some things that I that are personal, and I can't really go into. And then I have, uh, you know, other friends that are going through different things. I just met my half sister. We um, just reunited after many, many years. You know, twenty five, thirty years of not connecting. And when that time first happened, we just kind of connected for a day, for hours, and then not. It was just gone. And um, it's really interesting. For my birthday, she decided to come and visit. I invited her, and she came and visited me. And she brought her daughter, and my son was there. And it was just really a wonderful experience that, you know, here my family has grown by two, like just like that. And 23andMe had a place in this whole situation. And uh, it's just really interesting that you could have family members out there. You don't even know we're there. And it's really wonderful to uh, reconnect. So, um I'm just learning so much right now. The Lord is just really opening up. And when the, when God's really working on you, it's not an easy thing to deal with. It's, it's really, I don't know, it's um, uncomfortable. You know, when you're going through things that you're not sure how they're going to turn out and you're, go, you're pressed, you're pressed and you're going, you know, what's going on here? Um, I'm finding that I'm saying and I hear other people say it is what it is. And the second segment of the show will be on that and how I feel about that and what's going on there. But the first half is I want to finish up where I left off because I didn't get through my 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 uh, notes from last week's message. And I was talking about renewing, restoring, reviving, and resetting. 
and I had a story about Reset, and I'm not going to go back. But if you want to go back, you can go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and check out 10 years and then some of podcasts. I really want to encourage you to do that because then you get the full message. You get the buildup. You get the, you know, the cliffhanger, the buildup, and you know, the rest of the message. Instead of just getting piecemeal of, of a show, uh, that's kind of difficult to really get what the message really is if you're not getting the full message. So I just really would encourage you to go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, so that you can hear the entire show. Also, another thing that came up was is that as people enter into listening to my show or any show for that matter or, or going to church, um, you know, some people are new Christians. They're they're just beginning this journey. And congratulations if you're on that uh, road. Congratulations. And then there's other people that have been, uh, you know, growing. And I was explaining this to my assistant this morning who helps me gather, um, you know, scriptures and whatnot to back up what I'm saying because I want it to be his words, not my words. And uh, so I was telling her my story, and I was saying that my dilemma is, is on this show, the Sufri show, there's going to be different people that are going to be tuning in, tuning out, whatever. And my heart is, is that, that it be his message and that you, you really have favor to hear what he wants you to hear, and that it doesn't just land on deaf ears, but that it causes something to happen inside of you, because we need to be striving for better. We need to be, well, I guess we don't need to. There's people out there that are just fine and content where they are. And uh, if that's you, congratulations. I mean, that's great. Um, for me, my, my desire is I want to learn more. I would like to be better today than I was yesterday. And that's just my heart of hearts. And so I come from that, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And so because that's my heart and because that's where I come from, I speak in that direction. Um, and I, I don't want to be offensive, but yet if I am offensive, I'm hoping that it causes something to happen inside of you that is a positive thing, not a negative. And obviously you have the power to turn off the dial and turn me out, and that's fine too. Uh, but I hope you don't. Anyway, so um, I was talking to my assistant about how depending on where somebody is, I, I kind of related it. I, I went over to my daughter's house who has just over a month old granddaughter. It's my second granddaughter. And my thing is, is I love to give my new grandbabies their baths. I just, I have a thing about that. I think it's very special, the immersing into the water. And and uh, it just is so wonderful. And so I took little Dakota in my ha- in my arms and my daughter said, she's not going to like it, mom. She's not going to like it. She's a crying baby. She's just not happy baby and like my first baby. And I said, okay, honey, I get that. So I got the bath ready. I prepared for the baby and I got the water just right, you know, testing it on different parts of my body to make sure it's not too warm, not too hot. And then um, got her and, and had her little towel ready and a clean diaper. And I uh, started to undress her and she seemed to be fine. She was fed, and all of those other things were handled. And um, I, I took, I picked her up, and I put her in the water. And just immersing her, she loved it. And my daughter was like, wow. And she took a lot of pictures and some video and everything. It was a very, very special moment of just being there and, and my daughter watching the baby and the baby staring up at Grandma and then staring at Mom. And she probably couldn't see either of us, but it looked like she was staring and even smiling. But she's too young, really, to do that. But who knows? I'm not in her body and in her mind, but that's what they say is it's too soon. Anyway, I say all that because it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. 
and in this, my my older granddaughter, uh, she's 17 months old, and I was thinking about this is that my daughter's breastfeeding both children, and when when a baby starts out, all they want and all they need is milk. They only need milk. But as the babies grow, then we introduce them to other things because they're ready. They need they need those other nutrients. They need more. They need more than milk. They need meat. And as a Christian or as somebody that wants to learn and wants to grow and really is striving for bigger and better, we need other things. We need to grow in our experience. And I was telling Cynthia that, you know, it would be so easy for me to to just take that baby over and because I've had to and I feel very confident in my abilities to, to take care of those babies. But would that really be doing that baby a favor and what would my daughter miss out on if I took over and just did it all for her when really she needs to experience the mommy, the mommyhood to experience and to grow with her daughter. And I think God thinks very much like that too, is that God could, he has the ability to create miracles all the time. He has the ability to do it all for us, to make our decisions for us, to, to make things happen you know, he has that ability, but he doesn't do that. And if I did that, I would be stealing something from my daughter. I would be stealing something from my granddaughter. That connection, that relationship, that growth that happens from experiencing and sacrificing and uh, going through the pains, you know, of lack of sleep, the pains of not knowing maybe what to do right that minute. But together, we're going to learn. Together, we're going to grow. Together, we're going to build this relationship of mother-daughter. And, you know, father-daughter, father-son. And that's the message, is that we need to be restored. We need to be revived. And the Lord wants us to reach up to him. He wants us to have this personal relationship. And yes, as new believers, we start out, and all we need is milk. It feels good. Um, I want to learn. I want to have scriptures that build me up and make me feel, you know, strengthened, be strong, encouraged, you know, those types of things. And we need those things. And we need to know the victory is ours. The battle's been won. But we don't even understand the battle when we're a new Christian. We don't understand that it's not a flesh and blood, but it's in the spirit realm. We don't understand all of that. But with time, it reveals itself because we get into the meat. Like I, we're, we're feeding Montana, she's eating meat, she's eating peas, she's eating fruit, she loves watermelon. She's eating all these different things, but it was one at a time. We needed to do it just a little at a time. You know, you're feeding your child because you want to know, is there any reaction? Is there any allergic reaction with that food? You're not going to know if you feed five different things. And so it's best to just do one new introduction at a time. And how much does God do that? He doesn't throw everything. He doesn't, he doesn't give you more than you can handle. But he definitely knows what you can handle. And sometimes I've said to him, God, you tell me you won't give me more than I can handle, but it sure feels like it right now. Could you just stop? Can you stop giving me more? But he knew better than me. He knows that I can persevere. He knows. And by getting through these tough times, getting through those circumstances, what it does is it creates this perseverance in us to realize, well, if I got through that one, then I can handle this. But if I wouldn't have gotten through that, I probably would think differently about whether I had the confidence or the strong and courageousness to get through this. So 
God wants us to experience all those things. And that's why we go through trying times. That's why he's working on us, developing us, creating in us a new identity, creating in us a new desire, a new relationship. And it's amazing. It is really amazing. So renewing our mindset is where I'm going right now because it's where I picked up from the last show and I didn't get through it. So I thought I'm just going to pick up right where I left off. But the Lord revealed to me when I was talking to Cynthia about the baby, the baby's milk and how the introduction into the the deeper, the bigger foods, you know, the meat instead of the milk. Um, it was a, a, a Holy Spirit moment. And I went, oh my gosh, that's so from the Lord. And I was very excited about that because I love it when God shows up. I love it when he's revealed in the Holy Spirit. And some of you know what I'm talking about. And some of you haven't experienced it yet. And that's okay. It comes with time. And sometimes things happen and we don't even realize what's happening because we just don't realize. And that's pretty cool too. Romans 12, 1 and 2. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So transformed by the renewing of your mind. I talk about this a lot. This is like really probably the the ground of my whole show is on my website, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word.com. You go there and there's one tile that says the I am's that you create yourself. Well, they're not, they're not created by you, but you're going to speak them. There's a cost to that one. But there's one, uh, two or three tiles down that's the I am's that you can get for free. And I highly recommend that you go to my website and you push that print button and you get those. Because I have to say, when you do that, what happens is you start reading these I am's. It's telling you who you are in Christ. I'm ambassador to Christ. I'm his daughter. I'm victorious in Jesus' name. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. How many times in this world do others and do our own minds tell us what we're not? How many times in a day do you say to yourself, I can't do that. I'm not worthy of that. And the list goes on. I am not instead of I am. And the Lord is all about the I am's. He said, I am, meaning he is. And it stops there. He doesn't have to explain. I am. And what he wants from you is he wants you to understand that he created you. He created you in his image and he created you for a specific purpose. And what I find is people, even people that I love so dearly that I'm so close with, that they haven't figured out who they are in him. They haven't figured out their purpose, their story that's going to help millions, maybe hundreds. Who knows? If you help one, isn't it worth it to be able to build your story of where God's brought you from and to? And it is what it is. My second side of this is we can't take back what was. We can't. No matter how hard anybody tries, you cannot you cannot change, unless you can go back in a time machine, you cannot change words that were spoken. You can't change physical acts that happen. You cannot change what's happened in this world. So you got to just learn from it. Just learn from it. And then from there, enjoy your present. Enjoy your life right now. 
Worry doesn't fix anything. It doesn't help anything except for give you more gray hair. It just doesn't give you anything but more, maybe an ulcer, maybe high blood pressure, but it's really not going to fix anything to worry. Believe me, as a mother, we worry. We worry. My son would always press that envelope, you know, and he wouldn't call like he was supposed to. And I'm, I'm envisioning the worst. And I know moms out there, you know what I'm talking about. And then he'd come in the door. I didn't know whether to spank him or hug him. I was so thankful to see him because my brain was going all over the place. So you can't do anything about the past. You live in the present and enjoy every moment because that's really all we have. Realize that it's all we really have. As I get older and people leave, um, I just realize, oh, my gosh, that person was in good health. What happened? I mean, just here today, gone tomorrow. It's just crazy. And as we get older, more and more of that happens. And it's a real eye opener, real eye opener. So what, you know, it is what it is, is true. Learn from it. Enjoy your present. Enjoy your family. Love on them. Be there for them. And then, what's your future? What does it look like? What do you want it to look like? You've already learned what you don't like. In your relationships, have you learned what doesn't work? Have you learned what's not good? Have you learned that that's not going to work for you? Then you put that on the no thank you list. The no thank you list. And then, what was it in those relationships that you liked? So what would be wrong with getting a piece of paper and pen out and actually just jotting it down? If you prefer doing it on your phone, go ahead. You know, but just get a piece of paper and pen out if you can and just write down the things that are so important to you that you must have and then the things that you would love to have. And you know, the Lord will read your notes. You bring it up to God. Tell him this is what you want, but be careful. Make that list as clear and as big as you need to make it. When you want to find that one you're going to spend the rest of your life with, obviously the Lord comes first. We, we need to put him first. He asks us to do that. And as a believer, he's asking you to put him first. And as a believer, he's saying to love thy neighbor as thyself, which is who? It's everybody. So go to SueFreezeSpeltLikeFriesWhenWord.com. Put the button on IMs. Print those out and read them if you can and if you want to, obviously. This is just a suggestion. It's not a demand or a command. It's just saying if you really are desiring this, this could help you, okay? So I want you to understand that's that's where my heart is. I'm just saying that this could be of help to you. Um, if what, what you're doing isn't working, maybe it's time to try something else. I don't know, maybe. First Peter 1 13, 15, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end of for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which, as he which has called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversations. Get your head together, refocus on what matters. Refocus on what matters. What matters to you? I mean, I'm doing that. I, I have to clarify what really matters to me because, you know, with everything coming at me as a businesswoman, as somebody that's got a lot of responsibilities, I have to really focus on my priorities. And what are my priorities? My priorities should be God's priorities. I, I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to be the person he wants me to be, and I want to do what he wants me to do. Avoid the peripherals. Return to your roots and remember your beginning. The Lord talks a lot about repenting. 
repenting of your sins in your life. And I have to tell you that repent, if you if you look at the definition of repent, is, you know, we kind of know when we're doing something wrong. We know that it's not really the best, but maybe we kind of sugarcoat it and say, oh, it's okay this time or something. But we know, right, inside our heart and our mind and our spirit, we know that it's wrong. And repentance means to just turn the other way. It means don't keep doing the same thing. It means you need to to, to change, okay? Now, people will say to me all the time, all the time they'll say, well, I need to get my act together before I receive the Lord. And I'll say, no, you don't. No, you don't. That's the good news is you don't need to do anything other than to make a choice to receive him. And when you receive him, he gives you, he gives you the lack of wanting. He gives you the desires to go a different direction. He will do all those things for you. And I'm not getting very far on this message today, which is really kind of funny. Anyway, I'm, I'm still on the first page. But I feel like the Lord had a message, and I think I've delivered it. So faith. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many of you feel that you have faith or that you're challenged in your faith? I, I, I've been both places. You know, I'm challenged all the time on my faith. It's like, did I not have enough faith? Did I not pray enough? Did I not say enough? Did I not... Was I not on my knees enough? You know, those are things that I've asked myself in certain situations. And then I have to ask the Lord to reveal to me what it is he wants from me. And he needs to give me the discernment to know what direction to go, what to say, not to say, where to walk, not walk. And I need to ask him for that guidance. If I don't ask, then I'm kind of just doing what I want to do when I want to do it. Love. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father with lo- will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Hope. For whatsoever things were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. I always say that hope, as long as there's breath, there's hope. And hope is such a big word for me. It's such a big word. And it talks about faith, hope, and love. And what's the greatest of these? Is it faith? Is it hope? No, it's love. So first of all, we need to love. And then the other things, they kind of happen. They just do. Realize that God is working in you and through you. He really is. And sometimes we just don't want to hear it. We don't want to know it. But he's working in you, and he will do a good work in you. Just realize that. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. And uh, thank you so much for listening. This is part one. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS. Termitelady.com. 
What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life and death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to suefreeze.com. That's suefries.com, suefreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Equila Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. I've had a couple businesses ask if they could sponsor the show, and I am working out those details right now, and I'm excited about that. I've been asking for a while, and I'm thankful for Ecola, but it would be nice to get some other sponsors on this show. And the sponsors are people I say that if you are interested as a business owner, that if you are not sure if radio is for you, um, it's good to talk to somebody that's been there and done that, and that would be me. I mean, I, I've been doing it a long time. And I can tell you what, you know, I have different stations, different places, like I have San Diego. Um, thank you, San Diegans, for listening. I have Ventura, Venturians, thank you so much for listening. I have Orange Countyans, and I have LAans, if that's a word. Um, I have Santa Marians and San Luis Obispo. And then with the Internet, it's all over the world. I have people in Paris. I have people in um, Germany, in England. It's just so exciting for me that um, people can listen from wherever they are, when they want, through the podcast on Sue Free, spelled like fries when we're .com. So I really appreciate that. But I will, I will talk to you about it and tell you, like, if you have a, a business that's only in one county, we can do that because I'm syndicated and I can go to these different places. So it's awesome. And uh, I would love to, ha- to help you with that opportunity to see if it would work for you. So, so just connect with me, please. Okay, so, so from part one, we were talking about um, just reviving our hearts and um, not resetting because that was the one before. Reviving and ah, restoring. restoring. Thank you so much. Okay, restoring. And so we're going to just continue on and uh, reassure your heart, okay? Do we need to reassure our hearts? Are we in a place where we need to reassure our hearts? I would say yes, absolutely. So Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. How many of you would agree with that? It's our heart. Our heart, we have to protect our heart. But we also, you know, um, if we don't ever let our heart be vulnerable, we might be losing out on the true love that we could experience. Does that make sense to you? It's like we want to, we have to open up our heart as much as we want to guard it because we don't want to hurt. Nobody wants to hurt. But if we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable, then what's going to happen is you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on the full benefit of true love. And so it is cautious. You need to be cautious and go through, you know, healthy boundaries. But you will come to a point where you're going to have to just open up and just give it your all. And then if it works, great. So much better. If it doesn't, then you gave it your all. And you can say, well, I gave it my all. Be not afraid, for I am with you. 
that's a scripture. And the Lord's telling you that no matter what you're going through, no matter what is happening, be not afraid, for he is with you. That is reassuring and comforting to me. I don't know about you, but it's really comforting to me. And then here's another one. It says, I am with you always. I love the word always in this in this context, even unto the end of the world. That's Matt 28, 20, Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. People say in the Bible, you know, where should I start? Where should I start? And I prefer starting with the New Testament and the, the four Gospels or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And uh, you can pick which one or you can read them all. And uh, they're very, very, very good. And then I would say for me, Ephesians. Ephesians is really good. And Ephesians is about marriage, relationships. It talks about having healthy relationships. And I think that we all, we all could benefit from learning how to be better in that, in that world. Um, I just think it's really great. Reestablish yourself in Christ. Be strengthened. Be strengthened. That's Ephesians. Uh, respond to the needs of others. Okay. No matter how much I do that, I feel like I'm not where I need to be. No matter how many times I respond to the needs of others, I want to do more. I just want to do more. And, you know, I, I can get to where I'm worked up about it because I just want to do more. Um, but the Lord revealed to me that he's put all of us on this planet. He's put all of us on this world. And we all have a purpose and we all have our gifts. So what has been revealed to me is, is that I need to do and stay in the areas in which he's given me gifts. So if I do something that's not in my gifts... I'm going to work harder at it, and I might be stealing it from somebody else that would do much better. And I want God to get the glory, and I want God to have the best he can have. So if it's not really my wheelhouse, if it's really not my area, then it's better for me to try to find someone else that is better at it than me and and let them have that joy of giving because the joy is in the giving. And uh, so maybe that helps some of you that feel like you've just got to do it all. Guess what? You don't. (laughs) I love that. So revive. It stirs up strong feelings of desire for me. In Psalm 119, it says, My soul cleaves to the dust. Revive me according to your word. In other versions, it uses words like quicken and give me life. But revive brings about a beautiful word picture. Revive. It's like when someone's uh, dying and you have to give them CPR right? And you're reviving them. You got to get, you know, it means making alive, keeping alive, giving more life. That's a good word, isn't it? Revive. Where do we start with that? I would, my suggestion would be is let's, let's revive ourselves and our relationship with our Lord. Let's revive that, rekindle that. Let's get that restored. Let's, let's get that reset. And then from there, just ask the Lord to revive you. Why do we need reviving? In verse 37, David reminds us to turn our eyes from looking at vanity. I don't know about you, but my eyes could use a turning back in his word. Two things in my life cause me to turn my eyes. One is my sin, okay, chasing after things of this world that do not satisfy and turning to them rather than God and his word. Oh, yes, these things are small, like certain television shows or engaging in gossip with a friend, even music, our choices in music. I hand wrote that in there because that's really important too. Uh, Then there are the stories of the world's vanity, which I'm not really going to go into. Okay. Um, It is time to be revived. I wrote down on my notes here, Psalm 119. 
Let this be our prayer. Revive me according to your word. That's verse 25. Revive me in your ways. Verse 37. Revive me in your righteousness. Verse 40. May your loving kindness also come to me, O Lord. Verse 41. I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. This is all really good. Now, how does this work? Well, as a new Christian, which I realize some of you are new Christians or maybe not Christians at all, and I just want to say welcome to the show. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe it's when God decides to stay anonymous. And I believe that God is wanting you right here, right now. And I, I really um, don't shoot the messenger, which is me. Um, just I want you to just hear what God's saying. And I'm speaking his words. I'm reading Bible verses. And these are things that he's asking or saying to you because he wants to have a personal relationship with you. And, you know, my, my heart is for you to have, oh, just a fullness, a fullness of as much understanding, fullness of love, of joy. And if those things are of any importance to you, I can tell you that from my experience, and it's my experience, is that when I tried to do it on my own, I was left with emptiness inside my soul, emptiness in a place in my heart that only I believe God can fill. I was left with just this wandering, okay, even though I was successful and I was doing a lot and I was being a lot and I was doing, 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 because I'm a doer. I get her done. Okay, that's just Sufri's, okay? I'm a maximizer. But what was missing is the heart, the, the, um, the grounded foundation of understanding who I was and what my purpose on this earth was. So the Sufri show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Have I got it all figured out? Absolutely not. Just know that, okay? I am not a know-it-all. I don't have all the answers. I really don't. I'm just sharing with you my personal experiences. I'm sharing with you that for me, I don't know what I would do without God in my life. I wouldn't know what to do without having these scriptures to lean on when times get really, really, really super tough. And believe me, they do. And the more you do for the Lord, the harder the battle gets. And that's just true. Restore us, O God. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. Restore us. Who in their lives right now just needs restoring? You need to be revived. You need to reset, revive, and restore. The word restore appears 136 times throughout the book, the books of the Bible. 136 times restore. You know, I don't remember that word when I'm reading scriptures. I don't remember except for maybe two. Um, Jeremiah 30, 17, for I will restore health to you and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. They have called you an outcast. It is Zion for whom no one cares. I will restore health to you. We need that, don't we? So Isaiah 61, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Psalm 51, that's 51.12. Isaiah 61.7, instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. There was a long time, one of my children, even though following the Lord and doing everything that they needed to do, 
um, I asked my child, where's your joy? Where's your joy? I knew that my child was following the Lord. I knew that. But this person is so perfectionist-minded, not now, but then. And everything that was attempted or done, there was just this pressure that was self-inflicted. And my heart hurt because I'm like, where's your joy? Where's your joy? The joy of the Lord be your strength. Where's your joy? And now, finally, years later, the joy is there, and I'm excited about that. Isaiah 61, 7, instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double, a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. Do you want joy in your life? Yes, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Did you hear that? After you have suffered a little while. See, there. after you've suffered a little while. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. For I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Philippians 4.11. In other words, it is what it is. Too often times, we as believers get caught up in making future plans, but fail to place our future in the hands of God. The scripture clearly states in the book of James... We do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. Isn't that good? That is so good. Perhaps you thought that your life would be much further along than it is. Well, the answer is simple. God is not surprised, nor is he caught up or cut off guard about your current status or whereabouts because God loves you so much, so much. He included an exit plan for every error of entrance that has affected your life. That's good news because that means that God has a spiritual strategy for you to get back on track if somehow you've deviated from his divine course of action. Did you hear that? Simply put, you can't mess up the plans that God has for you. You can't mess up the plans God has for you. Whatever you're experiencing in life, learn to embrace what you face. Oh, that's a good poster. Learn to embrace what you face. I need to learn to embrace what I face. Yes, that's good. If sickness has ravaged your body or the body of a loved one, it's tough. But be like Job in chapter 13, 15. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you, but trust God to see you through it. It is what it is. Oh, boy. If you've been abused, forsaken, and even cast aside, don't focus on your past. Live in the present and trust God for your future. It is what it is. If they walked out of your life, guess what? That means they were never tied to your destiny. I have someone very close to me that needs to hear that. It is what it is. If you are depressed today or stressed today, stop worrying and live blessed today. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. These are scriptures right out of the Bible. And that one was John 16, Remember when I said Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? 
That's in the four Gospels. It's the fourth Gospel, and you can look that up, and it's in the middle of the Bible or when the New Testament starts on your Bible if you're new to the Bible. In other words, Jesus is telling us to accept what life may bring. Accept what life may bring. You know, we could fight it all day long, okay? I have a friend who has a daughter that she found out that there were some issues happening. And she can't change the other side. She can't fix that. She can't change that. But she can do what she can do to fix what she can fix, right? So it is what it is. So then the next question is, what do you have control over? What can you do something about? Okay, because you can't fix another person. You just can't. I'm sorry, no matter how much. Listen, I've tried. But no matter how much you try to change another person, you cannot change another person. So what you have to do is work. It's best to work on yourself. If there's something you can do to make you better, then things change around you. They just do. Because what was the story that was being told before was that story and that story is no more. So now this is a new, this is a new you. It's a new you. And that, and that what can help you with that is the IMs that I mentioned before where you can print them for free and read them every day and it, it, it will renew your mind. It'll transform your mind. And that's a really good thing. So be encouraged. Be encouraged today that it is what it is and that's okay. It's okay that it is what it is. And I keep hearing people say this, blah, 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 blah. Well, it is what it is. How many of you are hearing that right now? It's like, I never heard that before. I never heard that saying before. Now, this year, it's like the new statement. It is what it is, right? So what are you going to do about it? What can you do about it? I find that I can accept it. If there's nothing I can do about it, I'm just going to have to work around it. Okay, there's workaround. And what can I do to make this work? And it might not be the way I thought. And I did a show a couple weeks ago that people say was one of my best shows, and it was on pivoting. It's, it's pivot. You know, we have to pivot in this world. We have to pivot almost moment by moment, especially in business. We have to pivot. I, I hear everybody all the time. It's like, you know, we're, we're having, that doesn't work anymore. That, that is not going to work. So now what can we do now that might work? And so we have to really come together and figure it out. We can't fix what, what happened before. We can learn from it. And then we need to move forward and, and fix from this point forward what can we do different to where the what is, it is what it is, is what we want. We want that. It is what it is and we like it. Okay, instead of, oh, well, it is what it is. Totally different mindset. Okay, so we need to envision in our minds and picture it. Okay, I'm a very visual person. I don't know about you, but I learn visually. And things happened in, in, in a visual for me. I, I picture things like a house or a car or just a scenario even, a scenario of, of something. And I picture it. And it's in my mind already as if it's already happened. And I get it in there and it just somehow it happens. And it's a good thing. That can happen in the negative too. So be careful what you're envisioning and envision the good things, the things that you want, okay? What, this is in Ecclesiastes, was, what just, um, if you're old enough to remember the song, turn, 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 you know, time and every season, if you can remember all of that, that's where this is. And um, this is right here. It says, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. 
I could think about that. I could do a whole show on that. Okay, I really could. And uh, fashions, yes, they do come around. Bell bottoms is here, and then it's not. You know, low-waisted pants versus high, high-waisted pants come and go. Platform shoes, you know, spiky shoes, you know, the, the fashions and stuff, they do. They come back, you know. Um, but things happen. Dancing even. In, in my dancing world, it's like things come back. You know, there's, it's just amazing how that works. Now, there's some things right now that we are experiencing as a nation that I don't know if they've already happened before because I don't think anybody was prepared for what we've been through. I just, I don't. Um, Trish Cordell is uh, someone that um, Cynthia printed out for me, and I just, I, I just highlighted two things, and it says, it is what it is because I told her I wanted to do it is what it is. And so this is from her. It's not my words. It's her words. And it says, life isn't always fair. We can do our absolute best and still not get that thing we wanted. But that doesn't mean we did anything wrong. It just means it wasn't for us. Did somebody grasp that? Did that, did that help somebody out there? I hope so. We have choices is number three on this. I, I marked a lot of stuff off because these were the only two that I felt were were needing to be said we have choices when we hit those bumps in the road we can choose insight over offense choosing insight in those situations that made us uncomfortable and remembering we didn't do anything wrong will help us stay out of the comparison pit not everyone is going to agree with us and that's okay you just keep being you that's reassuring just keep being you I think that's important that we have to keep being us because sometimes, especially right now, I feel there's a huge pressure to be and do things that maybe we don't want to be or do. And um, it takes being strong and being courage to stand up for what you believe in and what you think is right. You know, your body is your temple. Your body is your temple, and it's up to you to take care and guard your temple. And that's your ears, your mouth right? Your blood, just your body. It's very important that we protect and take care of. Um, It's your only body you're going to get. It's the body that you have here on this earth. So it's really important that we do diligence and uh, make sure that we are doing the right things. I want to read from this book. Um, Come to me, this is the Lord talking, come to me when you are weak and weary, rest snugly in my everlasting arms. I do not despise your weakness, my child. Actually, it draws me closer to you because weakness stirs up my compassion, my yearning to help. Accept yourself in your weariness, knowing that I understand how difficult your journey has been. Do not compare yourself with others who seem to skip along their life paths with ease. Their journeys have been different from yours. And I have gifted them with abundant energy. I have gifted you with fragility, providing opportunities for your spirit to blossom in my presence. Accept this gift as a sacred treasure, delicate yet glowing with brilliant light. Rather than struggling to disguise or deny your weakness, allow me to bless you richly through it. In the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Romans 8, 26. So listen, you don't have to have memorized prayers. You don't have to have anything other than a conversation. And he wants you to look up. He wants you to reach up. He wants you to ask him in your heart. 
So if you haven't done that, I highly recommend that you do that. Please connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word.com. I really, really, really would like to hear where you're at, where you heard about me, um, what you liked, what you didn't like. I mean, I would just love to have that connection and that conversation with you. So please connect with me there, would you? And go to my website, listen to the podcast, and share, share, share. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.